Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Hi, Zeph Raves here. I'm the Managing Director of Tesoro Resources. Uh, Tesoro's got a gold project in the Atacama region of Chile, which we're currently developing. We've just announced our maiden resource estimate, which we see as a stepping stone to a, to a much larger project. And the company's committed on to uh, continue to expand and develop the project and bring it into production as quickly as possible. Seth, good to see you again. Um, we thought we'd take the opportunity to cool you because your share price has been hammered recently off the back of announcing your maiden resource. What's going on? Yeah, well, obviously we got those maiden resource numbers out and, uh, you know, disappointing reaction from the market. But um, look, as I think I've said before, there's plenty of things that we can control internally. And one is the trajectory of the company, which continues to deliver on, on what we say we're going to do. And the project keeps delivering solid drill results and part of uh, 18 months worth of work and um, approximately 40 odd thousand metres of drilling went into that resource estimate um, is the first small stepping stone of, of the initial maiden resource. And we see significant expansion to come off the back of that. Um, and, you know, I, I just think that the market may not have understood what we've really got our hands on here. You know, in a place like Chile, uh, gold deposits sticking out of the ground, um, open in all directions, high recoveries from metallurgy, uh, potentially offering a very low-cost uh, mining operation and um, you know the company is committed to, to pushing on and getting it developed. Remind me again why you needed to put this resource out now. Wouldn't it have been better to wait until you got you knew you could put out a number over a million ounces? Yeah, a couple of reasons. The main reason being that we want to push on with getting the project permitted and start that permitting process. So in Chile that the permitting process it is straightforward but it is does take some time. And some of the initial documents that you have to submit to the mines department and the government for that um, permitting, um, you have to submit some resource numbers to them. And as soon as you submit those documents, they publish them publicly for public comment and those sorts of things. So, you know, one of the real drivers behind it was um, to actually get the numbers out in the public domain so that we can get them to the government so that when they publish them, it's not used to the market via the Chilean government. But why why now? I mean, I know when you were on last, right, you said we're going to, we, we want to start a process for the, on, on permitting. It'll be between 500,000 and a million ounces. That's exactly what you've done. You've come back with 660,000 ounces, but the market's gone, oh, that's disappointing. Could you or should you have waited until you get past that magic million ounce number that people perhaps would have had a a, a better a better take on? Because that's that 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 is the, you know that seems to be the, the the magic number that everyone looks to see from companies. Should you have waited? Yeah. Yes. And yes. And no. I think um, you know ultimately I. I probably on the record for saying our aspiration is to put a mining production here that's capable of producing 100,000 ounces a year. So, you know, to have a resource base that can support that, you're going to need a resource that's well upward of a million ounces. So we've got plenty of drilling ahead of us. So really it's just a line in the sand to say to the market, look, here's a deposit, here's plenty of room to expand it. Um, we've got multiple extensions and lots of infill and 
you know, lots of gold to add into this model. Um, and in also achieving the ability to now go to the government and start that permitting process. So we're trying to compress all of that into a shorter time frame as well. You know, the foot's pretty well flat to the floor to, um, you know, continue to expand the resource, get it permitted, get scoping studies completed, move it into feasibility and make a decision to mine. Do you, are you worried that the market's now written you off as just a, a, a small project, you know, should you know? I keep coming back to this point. You know, should you have played it differently? Um, you know, as an explorer, you've got to you know you've got to follow some basic rules. You know, in terms of the way that you talk to the market, don't you? Yeah, well, I think you know you're probably right. But you know, we're not an exploration company. You know, we're now we've got a deposit. We're on the trajectory to put it into production. Um, that's what the team's focused on, and we've you know even taken the steps internally here. We've bolstered our team with an engineering capability now. Um, so we have uh, a, um, a person who's managing all of that permitting process. We've already got preliminary site layouts on the go. Um, we're looking at all sorts of different um, optionality around metallurgy and mining methods and all of those things that's needed to build a mine. And keeping in mind that where El Zorro is, is supported by all this infrastructure. So we've got multiple power options, multiple water options and so on. So our internal capabilities now being bolstered so we can assess all of that um, in and while our exploration team which is part of our company is continuing to expand the resource at Tanera as well as test some of the other targets outside of Tanera which we've seen some good gold mineralization at so well that's interesting. that's really interesting so you're not you're saying I'm not an exploration company you're in development phase to be a producer, which is which is great. You can say that, but why should we have confidence that you're a mind building company? Why are you going to be able to get this thing into production? Why should why should I be listening to you? Yeah, look, I think I've said before that the people involved here have done this before. We're we're production guys. We wanted to find a project that it's not inconceivable that we could take it through this early stage of exploration, and now we're well and truly on the pathway to development um, to be able to deliver a mine into production. Um, Chile's the ideal place to do it, particularly on the coastal belt here. Um, it's cheap exploration, it's cheap development costs, and it's cheap operational costs. And as I said before, it's supported by infrastructure. So it ticks all the boxes that make it a much easier pathway to take a project through to production. So who's, who's been selling then? Who, who's not got the message here that you're mine builders? I mean, is it retail selling off or, or are some institutions now walking away? I mean, what, what's happening? Yeah, look, the majority of it looks like it's retail. And I think um, they, they're not getting the concept of a, a large tonnage bulk mining open pit operation in a cheap operating jurisdiction. You know, you're looking at a deposit sticking out of the ground here. You're in Chile, which is arguably the best place in the world for open pit mining. You know, they, the Chileans know how to do open pits. So they've got a superb expertise to be able to operate these types of mines. Um, you've got a cost advantage in terms of the operational um, cost base uh, for open pit mining. And um, we have the advantage of a ore deposit, which is sticking out of the ground. The metallurgy is looking like it's going to be, you know, close to a 95, 96% recovery, which all of a sudden brings our head grade right down, our cutoff grades right down. And because uh, we can just about recover gold out of anything as long as it's um, within the deposit. So 
Now, it's got all these advantages to it, and I think we just need to, um, you know, get people to understand uh, actually how good the opportunity at Tenera is to, to establish a good low-cost mining operation. So what do you do about this? So you've got ret- retail have said, actually, I don't understand it, or, you know, I, I, I don't believe you. Whatever they've, they've done, they say, I'm selling, I'm selling off here. Does that say to you, I need to get more um, institutional money in here, or is it just a good opportunity for retail, retail people who do understand what you're trying to do? Yeah, look, a bit of both. I think, you know, one thing that we've noticed, and we're starting to get the attention of some of the mid-tier and major gold producers, you know, there's a um, notable North American company, which is just gone for a land grab to the west of us in, um, you know, in the hope that they might pick up something similar to our Zorro. But, you know, when we expand our ground position uh, last year to over 500 square kilometres of concessions, um, we had identified what we think is the productive tract of ground. But uh, it's always a good validation of what you're doing when, when the bigger companies start to look in the region. Um, but look, we just need to get people to understand that, uh, this is a superb opportunity to get involved with a company over the medium to long term that is on a trajectory to build a mine. Okay. Let's talk about Chile, uh, elections. Um, obviously that's been off-putting for some people. You know, there's been a narrative out there, South American countries are, you know, all turning into socialist uh, run entities, which is going to make it difficult for foreign investment. So what's happening in Chile with the elections? Uh, I think it's starting to head back to a, you know, normal political situation in Chile. I think, um, you know, the, there's been the recent candidate elections for the political parties. Uh, the, the, the socialist um, party or the left side of politics party has... Um, elected a, a central, a more central left candidate to run as president rather than a far left candidate. Um, saw an immediate response in the Chilean financial markets and stock markets in response to that. And um, I think it puts a fair bit of confidence back into, um, you know, foreign investment and, and all of those sorts of things. But, you know, that being said, Chile's got a very strong and long-lived framework for foreign investment um, mining law, property law, and so on. So, you know, despite what happens politically, um, you know, we're comfortable that it's pretty well business as normal for Chile. Okay. Um, to, to, and we're, we're, hearing, we're hearing the same thing, the conversations that we're having um, as well. Um, talk to me about what you're going to do, because, you know, you put out 660,000 ounce maiden resource rates. You're going to need to, you know, quickly get that number up. Now that the permitting process has started, you're going to need to get that number up. So in terms of money, in terms of drilling, meters, what's the plan? Yeah, so we've got 11, about 11 million Australian dollars still in the Treasury. So we're well funded to get the work done that we need to do for the year um, and, and beyond. Um, but I suppose one of the big advantages of getting that resource model done is uh, we saw a lot of material which came in as unclassified, so it didn't make the jaw reporting requirements just through data density, really. So drill spacings weren't close enough and so on. So it's really opened our eyes to say, okay, we can add some really fast answers to this. And also keeping in mind that we only used 148 holes in that resource estimate. We've drilled 207 holes so far. We're still drilling. Um, so we've got constant use flow coming out on those drill results, obviously, but 
based on that, if we threw another 60-odd holes into that resource um, now and, you know, on the basis of what we've got our hands on, 148-odd holes, 660,000 ounces, each hole producing, you know, ballpark 5,000 ounces, then, um, you know, we're confident that we've got a good control over the geology now. Those north-south faults are obviously part of the key you know, driving part of the of building a metal inventory in the deposit. So there's been a heavy uh, focus on delineating more of those, and um, we're starting to see those results come through. Um, so, you know, we can see an easy pathway to, you know, probably beyond a million ounces over the coming months. So we'll get that resource upgrade done before the end of the year. Um, we'll also convert quite a bit of that inferred resource into indicated, which will then help us wrap economics that we can talk to the market around in the form of a scoping study. Uh, and potentially, if that uh, indicated resource is big enough, we can move it straight through to feasibility if it starts to meet some of the economic or financial hurdles that we need to make to um, warrant building a mine here. Okay, so so just in terms of um, when you say we can quick we can quickly get to a point where we put out the next resource. We're talking before the end of the year. That's what you've been Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, look, in an ideal world, and again, it will depend on, you know, how things are looking um, in terms of some of the results that we're getting. Uh, but, you know, I'd like to think we'd be able to do it by October. Okay, okay. Um Interesting, interesting. So, what, so, um, what, what, what's, what's the one big thing people should be looking for? Is it that just the the revi- revised resource thing, or have you got m- more oh, components look, which know, we should be a, focused on? It's a pretty straightforward linear pathway for us to move the project forward. Number one is resource expansion and increasing the resource classification. So, we're on a pathway to get that done, hopefully by October. Uh, we've got half a tonne of metallurgical samples into the lab now. They're getting worked on now. I to see results out of those in the next four to six weeks. So they're two of the main ingredients that we then need to feed into the real um, detailed engineering studies to look at this from an economic perspective. We've built up a really good cost database of operations in Chile, particularly in the coastal belt from an open pit mining perspective. Um, got a good set of examples of CapEx for, for um, building a mine in Chile as well at, at sort of the scale that we're looking at. So, you know, all of those things will plug into a scoping study um, and that'll optimise the pathway that the project will go down. And then um, if it ticks all those boxes over the course of this year, then uh, we'll step into a feasibility next year. Okay. Well, like Seth, like, thanks for the update. I just wanted to kind of catch up with regards to what was happening in the marketplace, perception, you know, how you feel about that. But it sounds like steady as she goes and business as usual. Is that, the, is that the message? Yeah, that's right. Look, I think at the end of the day, you know, internally here, sitting sitting in the office with our engineers and talking to our geologists on site, they're excited about what they're seeing, particularly at some of our new targets. The exploration team's super excited. Um, our chief geologist in countries actually said to me, he doesn't think Tanera is it. He thinks it might be on the edge of something larger. So got a lot of work ahead of us to try and have a crack at that as well. But in the meantime, we've got a superb base to build a company around a, a known gold deposit. So um, 
you know, only anything but upside, particularly at the current share price. You know, I think um, the market's overdone us and uh, we deserve um, a bit better uh, attention in the market. And I think there's plenty of news to come, which will gain everyone's attention. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.